and you're listening to The Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian-American perspective. Hey everyone, it's Thursday, August the 18th, 2016. I'm Marvin. And I'm Lindsay. And we're your hosts for this weekly look at the world of pop culture in Asian America. We're here with a very special guest reclaiming, actually extending her lead for our favorite <laughs> podcast guest, comedian, writer, awesome Jenny, <laughs> Jenny, Jenny Yang. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey. What's up? I'm so glad to be here, and yeah. I'm glad that I am back in the lead. <laughs> I think you've extended the lead because I've extended the, lead. the tying run from Sean got kind of lost in Sean ether Mira? last time. Sorry, Sean. Yeah, Sean's been busy with Tuesday night, and so and then yeah. Jenny's and Jenny. I hope this is like a, a nice oasis for your festival planning, which we'll talk about. Yeah, but I know you've been hustling. Oh yeah, yeah. And Jenny so. Yang's been busy planning the comedy comedy festival colon a comedy festival for the second year it's going to be downtown la next week so if you're in la or if you're not and you want to check out some awesome asian american comedians and storytellers and improvers improvisers yeah and improvisers you can go to comedycomedyfest.com to check out all the performance lineups and august 25th through the 28th yo book that flight to la from wherever you are Come check on this and out hang it's out. gonna be awesome like over a hundred asian american performers over the course of four days, you guys. It's going to be crazy. Collaboration's a part of it in yes. terms of helping to produce it. Very excited. But the main co-producer this year is a partnership between Disoriented Comedy and the Japanese American Cultural and Community Center, JACCC, which is also where we're going to be holding the events. Yeah. And, and we hired JACCC. Yeah, we've worked with them before as well. Um, they're going to be our venue for STAR, this year's STAR <gasps> as well. Oh, so STAR, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not over yas. Uh, I'm not either. <laughs> I've really leaned into that. Like I used to be such a like anti-yas. anti-yas. <laughs> <laughs> we've come around. Same way. Like, you we've know. Did that ever happen? I can't remember a period when you were anti-yas. I, I feel like you've I, been no, yas for like ever. False. Now. I was totally eye-rolling at the yas. When it first started, I was like, are you serious right now? This is <laughs> this might be worse than Fleek. But <laughs> I totally... I don't know why I fight it because I always end up being like that idiot who well, ends like up saying Fleek it anyway. comes from like that weird place of, oh, it's a young person thing. Whereas Yas comes from a very, no, very Yas funny group very, of ladies. It came right. from this. It, for me, it came in the same. It, it was in the same vein. So I, I lumped it all together, and I, <laughs> I rolled it all. But I no, I'm totally all about it. You should check out Broadstreet though, if you if you have the chance. One, of, add that to the list of shows you should watch. Yes, this is very good. So long, <laughs> so long. So long. <sighs> oh, we're coming back from very exciting weekends. Uh, Minji was back home packing up her past, wearing her old Letterman jackets for academics or something. K-pop in the nineties, y'all. <laughs> I have a treasure trove. And I'm I was a hoarder. <laughs> we all were. I have stuff boxes of stuff up from high school. It's awful. And I was in Las Vegas for the AAJA National Convention, also the Ooh. Presidential Town Hall, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But somewhere along the line, I met some people and somehow I ended up playing drinking games with Tony Shea, CEO of Zappos. Amazing. I'm so jealous. When he snapped, he sent me that Snapchat. I was like, oh, I hate you. That's so awesome. <laughs> Tony Shea is so dope. It's crazy. I wrote a report on this guy in business school for no the history class yeah did you read the book delivering happiness no it's really good i've been wanting to it's very good but yeah one so. of the few books i actually have read because <laughs> we have my whole bookshelf of stuff i've never read yeah all in there never it was insane it. that we, we were hanging out at his i guess he lives in a a giant airstream like trailer park he has this fancy like luxury trailer or something and he lives amongst all these artists and startup people and they have this little just commune in the middle of downtown vegas it's totally like the, the new giant, age hippie like, tech hippie neon yeah, tech hippie. decorated stage where mm-hmm. they have like nightly events it's crazy <sighs> the life i'm so jealous but <laughs> i'm glad you went i'm glad you had fun yeah i guess <laughs> i guess <laughs> fomo so that was my that was my weird weird weekend that's 
not your weird weekend. That's a pretty exciting weekend. And you saw Bill Clinton. I did see Bill Clinton speak. Um, So how about we just jump right into our roundtable every week. We start off the podcast going around our table here. Yes. And talking about what's on our minds in the world of Asian America and pop culture. And on my mind was, so I attended my first political event. That was your first ever? I thought you'd... I've never been to like a rally or a... I mean, I've been to like galas and stuff where political people were there but never like a actual like campaign type event you watch them all the time though i listen to a lot of commentary <laughs> who was that so sorry was that? i'm so sorry i just realized that i have um my phone was on sorry phones guys. on mute people this is a professional podcasting <laughs> environment <laughs> we run a tight ship here um so yeah so API Vote, our friends at API Vote um, put together a presidential town hall with all the presidential campaigns. So the Libertarian Party was there, the Green Party was there, the Republican Party, and the Democratic Party. And um, so uh, Gary Johnson was there for the Libertarian Party, Joe Stein was there for the Green Party, and then both the Hillary and Trump campaign sent surrogates. Mm-hmm. So Hillary Clinton sent her husband, Bill. Good, who was good surrogate. Amazing. He's, it's the first time I've ever heard him speak live. And, He's a charismatic, very folksy, yeah, very like, and then the the Trump campaign sent um, the attorney general of Utah, which is a Filipino American dude named um, Sean Reyes. Why Sean? Why? I know. (laughs) So, uh, Sean, we need to talk. Not to get political on this podcast, um, I wanted to talk more about the fact that sitting there and listening to these candidates talk about trying to communicate to the Asian American public essentially yeah it struck me that no one really had an idea what exactly asian american issues were mm. was that the resounding message from um that was event? what i was getting well a like one of the candidates didn't even know what aapi meant at the aapi panel which was <laughs> good okay start. yeah way to do your research and then a lot of them were talking about like hardworking small businesses immigration oh, yeah. reform and all these things that are like asian issues for sure but not exactly Asian American. I mean, those are our parents' issues mostly. What would so, you have inserted if you were right? So that's my question. That's what a question I wanted to pose to you guys real quick is: What do you think is an Asian American issue that like you would like answered by the presidential candidate? Like, I'm not a wonk myself, but I do I do understand some policy because of my economic background, mm-hmm. right? But um, I was just thinking about just what exactly are Asian American issues like if they actually had someone like really prep them on how to be really effective at these things, like what, what would you like to hear right, from the candidate or from politics? Well, I mean, I personally think that all candidates should address um, issues of loan forgiveness for student debt, mm. immigration policy, and um, mental health issues and support for Asian American um, mental health and wellness. That's my personal sort of what I care That about. last one was yeah. the kind of the only thing that really came to my mind and that this is me being totally real that I... I don't, I'm not nearly as politically informed as I could and personally feel like I should be. And I am using this year to be a launching pad for that because it's just, I feel silly not to know some stuff. I kind of feel like this year is the year that the majority of millennials, quote-unquote yeah. millennials, are becoming like activated, right? Right. And, and it's it's ironic because, and you can kind of pinpoint that to a lot of different uh, causes right and and it's a lot of what even Barack Obama did when he was running for president with that generation saying you know this is some this is historic this is something that's going to change the world with his his presidency now it's kind of a different place and I don't want to get like too opinionated or whatever but it's getting so bad that we get opinionated <laughs> like well yeah I just like <laughs> I don't want to whatever I'm going to get it. I'm always opinionated. Hey, I cannot not be. <laughs> but it's just gotten so terrible that and frightening that we have to. And maybe that's fine with me if that's what's going to prompt yeah, I feel like an activation. This campaign especially has been so like, like emblematic of the Internet generation. But right? I don't know, though. I, see, for me, I don't know how where Asian Americans fall in that. I know that there are where they fall in that spectrum of. Their, their their political beliefs or whatever, um, but anyway, getting back to your point, the the main my my main issue of the Asian American issues have to do with Hollywood. So I'm so right. not I don't like I'm trying to reach yeah. for things of like well what would I want the politicians to handle? Yeah, that was a conversation I actually had with another person at 
at, at Tony Chase after party. Um, NBD. Talking about salt on the like, wound, fine. Just you know, we were talking about oh, like what what issues do you care about? He talked about all about representation, all this things. Like yeah, but those aren't ex- exactly political. Yeah, that's like, not. You don't handle. You don't deal with that in Washington. You deal. We with don't that handle that with Matt Damon in Hollywood, right? In the, yeah, in the that's season, Hollywood yeah. politics, mm-hmm. which is still political. Yeah, I mean but, that's okay. It's just I think um, you know this. That's the world that you're, you're thinking about. Yeah, right? yeah. Entertainment yeah. and media. Yeah, and we all fight our battles. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think what's tough is that like when we when we as citizens are are forced to sit there and be like, oh, what policy issues do you want? politicians to talk about we would get so many different responses because everyone has very uneven understanding of what government can do for you right, right. does that make sense exactly. so like yeah, for no. example gentrification so mm-hmm. i mean i used to i used to be in urban planning and that was what i studied and gentrification is an issue where like a neighborhood is like you know maybe working class and then all these like services start coming in and you know the rents uh, rise because right. of uh, the the quote unquote improving neighborhood yeah. and therefore you know people who previously had affordable rents have to leave now that's actually like a a federal government level kind of a problem honestly mm. like you could like kind of do things to help to control it locally but yeah. it's like you know ensuring ensuring affordable housing would be something i would love right. that they address so um i guess my my big thing before we move on to the next next topic, um, something that I've kind of started following is this movement to disaggregate Asian American Democrats. Oh, that's right. Data. That's and right. I feel like that's something that is very feasible that whatever candidate can put as part of their platform because they can move that along. And I know um, the Department of Education already is starting to do that at the federal level, and the state of California wants to do that for healthcare information yeah. on the state level. And I think that is because part of it is making sure people get like one of the big things about um, conservatives complaints about services is like they feel like it's wasteful. It's like some a lot of people taking advantage of systems that like service that they don't need and whatever. Yeah. But if you can make it easier for the people who need these services to get them. Yeah. And one of the biggest things is because Asian American is such a nebulous term, a lot of the lower income demographics in within our our bucket. Yeah. They they become invisible and they don't get the support that they need exactly. to, you know, to... So disaggregating, right. just to spell it out, means that all the subgroups under the umbrella of Asian American would be recognized and counted. Right. Right? Yeah. So, like, your refugee communities, like you Vietnamese yeah. Americans, your Hmong Americans, are, the data is looked at differently, separate from your East Asians from, like, the Silicon Valley. Or, yeah, whatever. instead of just lumping yeah. us all together. Yeah. I know, it's really not a sexy topic, but it's so important <laughs> yeah. to just be like, mm, let's disaggregate our data. But, yeah. you know, it's actually really important when it comes to how resources and services are allocated. Yeah, and I feel like if when, if anybody just talks about that, it just means that they've taken the time to understand I would agree. Issues, no, that's true. Right? If if one of the candidates were to have said, let's disaggregate the data, then that would have been awesome. Yeah. I know at um, at the D.C. event that we were at earlier this year for Heritage Month, uh, where Obama spoke, he mentioned it. Mm. Yeah. And everyone yeah. was like, woo! <laughs> data! <laughs> disaggregate the data! Yeah. You know, like, we were like, hype! We're like, mm. yeah. We got all the political scientists who, like, you know, study data. Anyone, <laughs> yeah. Poli-sci, yeah. sociology, everyone. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, Jenny. What's on your mind? Oh my God, can we talk about this Olympic swimmer from China named Fu Yuanhui? Or or as the Anglos say, Fu Yuanhui. Or Fu Yuanhui. Fu Yuanhui. That's what I heard. Fu Uh Yuanhui. Yeah, (laughs) Fu Yuanhui. Adorable. If you don't know about her, you You probably, you need to. You need her in your life. You probably don't have any Asian friends on Facebook. (laughs) I know. She's gone viral in China and everywhere because of her unbridled enthusiasm for life and herself and she's just so expressive and awesome um she first got attention because she um was interviewed after uh, one of her races she thought she placed fourth and actually it was the reporter that was like oh no you placed third and, and, and she was told her her score and she was like oh <gasps> like she She's like, oh my gosh, I swam so fast. I know. And it was just so pure and childlike and enthusiastic and awesome. And it's just like, why not? Why don't you just express that happiness? You're in the Olympics, you know? (laughs) That's what I love about her. And then recently, she got another interview where um, she didn't do so well in her race. It was a relay. It was a relay. And she admitted to having her stomach be hurting because she started her period the day before 
just very Girl, matter I of understand. Yeah, just very matter of factly and frankly. But just for just for the fact that she very matter of factly and honestly answered the question, how did you do and why did you do th- do this way? She, you know, she's like, it's no excuse, but I've had my period. It started yesterday. Just by saying it was like revolutionary or something because people are like, oh, no one talks about this. Mm-hmm. Especially in Asia, especially in China too. Yes, yes. And what makes it really awesome, like she's kind of a standard bearer, I guess, for this new generation of Chinese um, youth who kind of grew up like without having to do with, you know, in this new modern China where it's very social media driven, it's very like where individuality is actually starting to becoming more and more valued. Yeah, that right? she could kind of express her personality and yeah. her, her enthusiasm, totally. Yeah, and the fact that she's gone viral, especially in China, like they love her because so many people on Chinese media are so especially in sports, you know, yeah. are so... And maybe it's just the Western narrative to it. We talked about this last week, like, intense, focused, like, almost robotic. You totally. Know? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, we're, like, freaking little, like, She's such robots. a lovable human. And it's funny that I, when I first witnessed her, her wonderfulness, I was just in this really weird funk myself and just watching her like she's been all over the internet since then but it is like we're such an image driven society and and the states to a degree I mean we we're really lucky that we have all these different like characters um but still even you, you get so used to seeing people be very a negative way calculating mm-hmm. yeah. in a positive way just like really scripted, uh, scripted yeah. or image conscious image conscious like. and that's not like there's there's value to that i'm not trying to throw that under the bus but that's why she's such a breath of fresh air because you're just like yes girl speak your truth do you <laughs> yeah. do you boo? i started my period yesterday <laughs> yeah i just appreciate that because i get caught up in that you know where i'm like oh i have to put on a face and it's it's not a bad thing all the time but damn it gets exhausting yeah being too like, much in ah. your head i think that's why it's you know especially like us being collaboration when we see that those artists are just so excited just to play their music and mm-hmm. they're just so appreciative and just yeah just loving what they do without worrying about. They don't worry about anything else. Yeah. It, it, you know, you just want to like take care of them and make sure they're okay. You just want to be their friend yeah. and you're just, you just appreciate them because they're like, yeah, they're you, grateful. You have passion and yeah. you're just happy. I know, I know for a fact that like the last time I was like this, <laughs> I mean, it's been a lot of times, but one of the key times was like when I, after I quit my job in politics and I took like a year <laughs> off and I finally was like, I need work and I need it. And I decided to commit to entertainment. Yeah. I got my first job, which is really hard to get as an assistant to a producer at a sitcom at NBC. Mm-hmm. Shut up, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. And that was my first job in entertainment, like proper. And I just remember I was like hanging out with all these like early 20-somethings, like other assistants, and everyone thought I was younger than I was. <laughs> and I, my only responsibility was like making sure there were enough yogurts in the refrigerator. And I was happy. You don't even understand. I probably looked like a like a freak show <laughs> showing up, being like, You're like you're like Kenneth the Page from Dirty Rock. Exactly. I was like, hello, everybody. I just love television. I love television. I need to see clips of him every day can you believe and we we're need to here right you. now that's but that's i mean that's how i was i was like i'm an i'm assisting a producer i'm making very little money <laughs> and have very low responsibility but it Life feels amazing. great yeah, exactly that's how i feel like collab shows that's why it's like funny with our, with events and you know this because you're in like production mode but it's like that high because all the stress oh yeah and then you're like it's I happening. Mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're in the zone. You're like, all yeah. right, it's happening now. Even when things start going wrong, like, okay, you we'll, can't, we'll, we'll take care of it. We yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you can't yeah. take it in. Yeah, yeah, you just have to move through it. Uh, and it's just, it's a high. I, but, I think we're, we're just, like, we're production junkies, I think. Well, Not all- me. After this festival, <laughs> shoot. Until December, I am out. She's going to be at the pool. That's nice. <laughs> we're in LA, so we she can actually do that. Yeah, yeah, we apparently do a show in Mealy like transition to a conference and a show. Oh, we overlap. We know. <laughs> I know. It's great. You guys added a conference. Yeah. We're going to just throw in a two-day conference there. No, but this girl, I like, bless her heart. Yeah. And I wish her all the best. And yeah. I think that for me, especially just coming from her being from China too, is very like, it's very symbolic. Like all the, the Olympic stuff, that's what 
gets our hearts going. Obviously, like people who are into the sport, obviously, like it's amazing what they can do physically. Yeah. But that coupled with the fact that like they're just people like you yeah. and me who work really hard and they're having their moment. And know? just seeing just the unbridled joy and just. And, you know, and I just want to bring it back to like why is t- for me this is significant for Asian American pop culture. It's because, you know, China on the world stage, for better or for worse, people's perceptions of China affect our lives here in America because they associate images of China with who we are as Asian Americans, which is kind of fucked up, right? So That's how I feel with like K-pop and stuff. That's why... It does affect our lives here. Totally. It's affected the entertainment um, credibility and and value of Korean Americans and Asian American men. Yeah. You know? And so... I think I think for better or for worse, we're connected to the image that the world sees of China. And if they can see a China that is um, more multifaceted, you know, yep. I love it. I, I love it. Or youthful. I love it. Yeah. Multidimensional human beings we all are. Imagine no. that. <sighs> By the way, speaking of multidimensional, um, if you guys haven't seen Jenny's uh, fake movie trailer for underutilized Asian, oh, underutilized women characters, or, yes, what was underwritten, it underwritten female characters. Yeah. It's an incredible it's little trailer that we we shot. <laughs> Um, for there is actually a movie and a show that really? that it can be a part of, but it was it was so fun, and I played the Asian character that, that doesn't is that's completely invisible. invisible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't watch this. Oh, I'll show you. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. get on that. It's it's from um, a nuclear family source fed. Mm, nice, it's a yeah. Discovery Network's um, YouTube channel. Yeah, nice. they did some great stuff. Um, they did a really great uh, parody of those cooking videos, top down, but like. The person cooked a key lime pie with their feet. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was Brie. Brie Esrick. It, it's that brilliant. sounds amazing. It's brilliant. Brie, yeah. is, Brie is brilliant too. All right. Good parodies are amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right, Minji, what's on your mind? Um, I feel like it was on my, when we, when I first thought of my topic, it was, and it's just drifting. And <laughs> I think this is a good sign. I was really pissed off about the Snapchat filter that was on my mind. And yeah. I'm, mm. the one that it, was like yellow face with yeah, like chinky yeah. eyes yeah. and buck teeth. So background, um, was it a week ago? Um, it was like last Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, like yeah. Snapchat releases new filters all the time. It's always fun. They like, test it. Yeah. They, they, they bring it in for a couple of days or a week. And then yeah. they take it. This one did not stick. And this one came out <laughs> and it was like, make your face into a chinky face. And the fact that, okay, here's just my annoyance. They're like defending it that it was anime inspired. I was like, I don't even watch anime and I know that shit was not anime. Anime, anime is like the giant ass. Like, giant ass eyes or like the two like McDonald's This like, was arches. a Mickey Rooney. Like, like that's what my initial when I saw Mickey it. Mickey Rooney it was from Breakfast, breakfast at, at Tiffany's. Tiffany's. Yeah. This was like a Breakfast at Tiffany's filter. I'm honestly, and this is, this is my genuine reaction now. Like when I talk about it, I get annoyed. But <laughs> in general, at this point, I'm kind of like, whatever. Like... I'm glad people spoke out about it. It was super annoying. I think it's stupid. I don't know. Maybe I feel like I need to have more prolonged anger, but I don't. I'm just like, okay. No, you have to ch- yeah, you can you- choose your battles. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's like, well, that's annoying. Someone should fight about it. Not me today. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and because there's sometimes so many things that you could be angry about. Yeah, we would just burn up. <laughs> we would just become just huge balls of flame and just burn ourselves up. Yeah. And the counterpoint to, to that, see, when I, it was things like that, and I, I thought it was like, is this worth sharing right now? That was something that came to my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, to what degree do I want to like outrage about this? And it was funny because some of, uh, well, one in particular with a second to back him up, but an actor friend of mine who's white, um, just he has a very He's really funny, clever guy. And I don't think he means it in a, in a vicious way. Mm. But he says stuff like, oh, we found another thing to be mad about. Like, not that, but like he talks about everybody. Like, everyone finds stuff to be mad about. Sure. Does he complain about the PC culture? And- kind of, yeah. yeah. It's just like he's yeah. commenting on it. That, And then I'm like, well, that's funny that that's coming from you, who's tall, dark, and handsome, and white as <laughs> days long. Like, you know. I don't know. Do you do you understand? Meaning that, you don't have anything to complain about? It's not that like you don't have anything to complain about, but have you ever experienced to to yeah. any degree what these things that other people are like outraged or like in intolerably or inconsiderately or, you know, kind of like over the top complaining about? What the hell do you know about that? That like that makes me defensive. And then it just goes down that path and totally. we've had that conversation. But it sticks in my mind where I'm like, well, What's so-and-so going to think of? You know what I'm saying? So I wonder yeah. how much that 
passes through the minds of other people to like, oh, okay, I don't want to speak on this because I'm going to look like that person who just gets totally. angry about everything. I think people do that. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want to ruffle feathers. They don't want to appear to be, um, you know, unhappy or, or to be negative or yeah. whatever, you know, because yeah. they you know, sometimes it's because they're afraid that they'll not get, they won't get work if it turns people off or what have you. But what I really love though, is that we're really coming into an age where more, people of prominence with some platforms you know yeah. are, are feel feel comfortable complaining about some shit yeah, yeah. saying this is this is fucked up this is not yeah, yeah this, this is not, not okay. okay and you know that's a that's a far cry from even a couple of years ago and i feel like it's this kind of stuff is coming up more and more and i do appreciate the like people are moving past the outrage and kind of thinking about why how or why this could happen yeah and then basically comes down to either someone in that developer room or something just didn't speak up or they didn't yeah. have the perspective to understand though. and that's that ties into your your buddy your friend that your commenter friend that's like if you don't have the yeah. perspective to understand that this is kind of like like for everyone who's ever been like chinky eyed or made fun of for those features oh, like yeah. this is like not like this is yeah, not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. You're making it okay by doing yeah. like and here and that's uh, and I'm trying to for my own sanity not honestly i thought about it it's like it's not even for his benefit so that i don't go crazy just getting even mad when i hear that kind of feedback mm. just like take a few breaths and i'm like all right i get it but you also don't know where i'm coming from if you care to ask or if you care to like read an article about why people are outraged instead of getting annoyed that people are outraged yeah 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 who knows where that might expand your whatever. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and so that's why, and thankfully maybe, maybe that's how it's progressing, but we've had a lot of examples of this. Yeah. Especially this year. Yeah. But yeah. maybe that's like, we're just getting quicker at responding to stupid shit and being like, all right, dumb, yeah. stop and being it. More okay. nope. And like, we have more higher profile people being upset about it. Like the whole, yeah. like Constance Wu response to Matt Damon thing. I know. And, Things like that. I right. just, and I think yeah. I, my hope is that it's just maturing. The conversation's not a repetitive. No, of course. And I think that it is. So, yay. Yeah. Well, awesome. We're going to take a quick break to talk about some collaboration updates. Um, but we'll be back in just a sec to talk more about the Comedy Comedy Festival. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, yeah. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of The Collabcast. Um, this is Marvin, and we're going to take a quick break to talk about a few updates in the collaboration movement. Um, this podcast, of course, is brought to you by Collaboration. Uh, we're a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment, discovering, elevating, showcasing, and connecting creative talents of our communities. For more information on collaboration, please check out our website at www.collaboration.org. Not only will you find information on what we do, but also take a look at all of our content. We have blog articles, podcasts, and videos going up all the time covering the many, many, many passions and stories of the Asian American and diaspora communities. We also dropped a new podcast this week. It's called Collaboration Presents. Think of it as our version of an online news magazine, a la All Things Considered. Every month we'll cover stories from the Asian American communities, from profiling creative leaders to covering events and stories, and also featuring some music from the Collaboration Network. So please give it a listen. You can find the podcast right now at collaboration.org. It's also available on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. And we're really, really proud to be working with this week's guest, Jenny Yang, on the second annual Comedy Comedy Festival. Um, we're going to be talking more about that in the next segment. But for those of you in L.A. and those of you outside of L.A., the Comedy Comedy Festival is a four-day comedy festival featuring Asian-American comedians, storytellers, and improvisers performing in downtown L.A.'s little Tokyo neighborhood. It's taking place at the Japanese-American Cultural and Community Center, um, the JACCC. It's going to be a great event. Jenny's going to talk more about it in the next segment about all the different types of shows that are going on. But for more information and how to get tickets, um, please visit comedycomedyfest.com tickets are on sale now but they won't last um last year a lot of their showcases sold out so if you're interested in checking out some really great comedy from some of your favorite asian american stars including danny pudi from community um randall park from fresh off the boat Susie nakamura from dr ken ali maki from wrecked and even some of your favorite new media stars like anna akana and isa 
And for those of you who are going to be at the festival on Saturday, August 27th, please check out the podcast lounge, the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is an upcoming Asian American podcast collective that we're actually going to be a part of is hosting a free podcast lounge at the Common Comedy Festival. It will take place co-currently with the Saturday programs. And if you have a ticket to any of the Saturday shows, you're free to stop by. Seating is limited at the lounge, so it will be filled in the first-come, 1st first serve basis. But the Collabcast will be there live. So if you'd like to meet myself or Minji and see how this whole thing happens, uh, please stop by and say hi. We'd love to see you. The website again for tickets is ComedyComedyFest.com and it's taking place next week from Thursday, August 25th to Sunday, August 28th. Also, to reiterate last week's announcement, Collaborations Executive Director Minji Chang is looking to organize the first ever Asian American Representation Panel at next year's South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas. We need your support to make this panel a reality. Please check out our panel picker page. The link for it is pinned on the top of our Collaboration Facebook page. If enough people vote for a panel, it becomes part of the official South by Southwest 2017 program. So we definitely need your help to bring awareness to Asian American representation in media to the mainstream audiences at South by Southwest. Again, the link to the panel picker page is pinned to the top of our Collaboration Facebook page. So just search Collaboration on Facebook to find it. As always, you can reach the Collabcast at podcast at collaboration.org and you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and wherever you find podcasts through our RSS feed. One last thing before we go, please save the date, November 11th and 12th. That's going to be the weekend of this year's Collaboration Empower Creative Leadership Conference taking place in downtown LA, as well as this year's Collaboration Star Finale taking place at the Aratani Theater at the JACCC on Saturday, November 12th. We'll be announcing our national finalists soon, as well as our speakers and guests for the conference and concerts. So, Um, Please save the date. More information will be coming out, hopefully in the next week or two. So keep an eye out for that. And with that, uh, let's get you back to the show. Thanks for listening. And welcome back to the Collabcast. This is episode 81. 81. 81. We're in the 80s. Hey. Prosperity and abundance. (laughs) We're here with our friend Jenny Yang. Hi. The executive producer of the Comedy Comedy Festival, colon, a comedy festival, part two. That's right. 2.0. Taking place next week at um, LA's Little Tokyo neighborhood at the JACCC, Aratani Theater, and the Community Center. And the Garden Room. The Garden Room. That's right. So yeah, August 25th through 28th. It's so close. You guys buy a (laughs) ticket. Make all of this work worth it. (laughs) My life. The push is coming. Well, it's it's happened now, and so I'm. Yeah, I'm we've been really, selling tickets. Yeah, it's no, good, but you know, it's you don't know until it happens. With the graphics, though, I just I love all the artwork. So I'm gonna like anybody listening. I don't care if you're in LA or not, but you need to check out the artwork because the posters are so They're cute. Cute. It's not, d- it's just cute and just creative. Yes. And, yeah. No, I, I'm so happy with the flyers we have for the shows this year. Um, I enlisted um, this incredible LA-based artist named. Lost Boy Illustrations, a.k.a. Finley. Nice. This Korean-American woman uh, who nice. uh, is is my barista, Finn Lee, too. Finley or Finley? Like. Finley. Okay. So F-I-N, last name L-E-E. Oh, Got my gosh. It. Yeah. Adorbs. Yeah, and so her, um, yeah, she and her, barista? but she, she, what's up? She's your barista? She's also my barista for my <laughs> local Highland Park coffee shop that I go to all the time <laughs> called Kindness and Mischief. Love. I support them a lot. They're owned by this uh, amazing um, Pinay, uh, Philippine-American woman. It's a really great, good coffee, nice. a good pour. Um, yeah, and so I, I got her to do the flyers, and they're so colorful and creative and fun, and you could just see her energy in it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I made goals. the plug during the break. I totally did. Um, but this is going to be four days oh, yeah. of comedy goodness. So uh, we brought Jenny here to kind of make the case for Asian American <laughs> comedy and why you should come. Because something that – so this past – Club LA show, which we, we haven't talked about at all. I know. People are like, how come you guys didn't talk about the show? <laughs> uh, that took place back so we in... we talked about it all the way up to it, and then we never talked about, it, talk about it after it, it that happened. That took place back in July. Um, we featured for Our the bad. first time an improv set from Voltron, which is the super team that our friend Will Choi put together 
for his Scholar Johansson series. That yeah. and, and that, that, that was and, the super team that was also a part of the um, the the Comedy Comedy Fest the first year. Yeah. And yes. Will, Will is our one of our leadership team members who helps to curate the the improv track. And yeah. I, and I love that all of this has been feeding together in terms of exposing. Uh, improv comedy and just comedy in general to yeah. the rest of the sort of Asian American entertainment world. Right. Um, he's also the host of a really great podcast called Drunk Monk with our other friend Keiko Gaina. Yeah. Uh, both who have been guests on this podcast as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, so the feedback was really great for that segment. A lot of people was the first time seeing long form improv. Yes. Like they're, they're used to seeing the short games like Who's exactly. Lines It Anyways, but this kind of this free flowing scenes building on a story that... Yeah. You know, for a lot of people, this, this was the first time. And um, the girl I was dating at the time, now my girlfriend, um, it was her first time seeing it too. And she was really, really impressed. So, <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. So yeah, I she mean. She was very impressed. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. And I love that you all booked them, you know, just exposing Asian American audiences to uh, be more familiar with the different types of art forms within comedy yeah. is such a huge, huge gift, you know? It was. Because here's the thing, that why we created the Comedy Festival is because we decided we needed to bring together all the people doing comedy, not just like the people in Hollywood, not just the people on YouTube or digital, right? Not just the live performers like Voltron, like the improvisers, like the stand-up comedians. I was thinking to myself, why don't we all know each other, right? right. So, so to me, doing four days, 13 events, over 100 Asian American performers is really organizing our own Asian American comedy community so that we all get to know each other and lift each other up and provide more opportunities to work on our craft. Right. It's also in order to organize Asian American audiences, right? Asian American audiences need to come together to support live comedy, to support live art, because we are the ones who are going to be acting, writing, directing, producing the stories that you're going to love to Netflix and chill with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, there's chill a Chill after you watch, the, yes. finish watching the Netflix. No, totally. But, you know, but there's just a huge, there's a huge path between starting from zero and becoming Mindy Kaling Hell for a season yeah. sorry, yeah. right? Yes. And so and, and so, this festival is a part of that. You know, It's a part of inspiring each other, keeping each other going, showcasing each other so that maybe people will get more opportunities because they're seen, right? Well, yeah. I want to comment on that because that's, it's really, I okay. So I first saw Voltron when they weren't Voltron, they were just super team yeah. last year. Hilarious, and that was after our first Empower conference, and yeah. I was like out of my mind, deliriously tired. Totally, and I had the best night that night, and I was like, "This is actually." I wanted to be home in bed initially, but then I was like, "No, this is totally the perfect place where I need to be and laugh." It's a common story from Minji. Yeah, yeah, she gets energy from. I do, and then I get further <laughs> pooped out, but it was totally worth it. And then, and then I saw them again at the Scarlett Johansson show, and it's just so funny because collaboration. We've been around for seventeen years, and we featured so many different stand-up comedians. Wait, which, by the way, Scarlett Johansson show is a show that Will did at UCB called the yeah. full title Scarlett Johansson Presents, Presents colon Asia Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Yes, which was a hit. The and title the follow-up is coming up soon, which is Scar Scarlett Johansson Presents the premiere of Doctor Strange featuring <laughs> Chinese Lessons by Matt Damon. Amazing. <laughs> so keep going, Minji. I just want to make sure people know. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but you've seen a lot of stand-up. So yeah. we had seen so many stand-up comedians, and we've had like everyone from you know Joe Coy and and oh, yeah. uh, and Jimmy O Yang, and like now he's on Silicon Valley, which is great. Yeah, but we've like had Shen Wang and yeah, Jenny Yang, Jenny Yang, and we've had Ali Wong at our conference and whatnot. Like and it was great. But like I've been a huge fan of improv, and I I've been in class, and like I've gone to shows on my own. And the fact that, and this is where I felt stupid when the idea came to me to have it at Collab LA. It was like a light bulb moment. But as soon as the light bulb came, I was like, you're so dumb. How did you not think of this before? Improv. To have improv. Yeah. Like how, it just like, I was like, we, we've never had it. Yeah. And and so when we, when I, I was just so excited, I was like, well, <laughs> dude. I have this idea of shows in like a month, but you got to do Minji it. Minji is pantomiming frantically typing. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what I was doing. Or Comes texting. out clearly in this audio format, by the way. Absolutely. Can... Our voices say a lot, Marvin. <laughs> People can hear it. Um, but yeah, no, and that was that was really cool. And that's what, exactly what I'm saying. Like your comedy festival brought them into my life. Good. And it's like... You Part maybe, of the purpose. Maybe you need like an event <laughs> or two to like 
connect the freaking dots totally. like i did but um and that was so cool because collaboration's been always in heavily music especially mm-hmm. as of late and we've been navigating through like how do we bring the asian artistic community together because there's so many different groups yeah. and you know that that's growing it's a blob which is awesome yeah and it keeps growing by the by the day but i i, I really wanted collaboration to be that one place where you can get exposed to things that you didn't expect to like yeah. you came for x but you also left with y and z totally and also that's with like a benefit Jenny Yang as drake do you want we want exactly. to talk about that really quick we didn't get to talk about that well, we did kind of, we talked about how much we loved the lip sync, but you're here now, so we can talk about it with oh, you. Are we done talking about the comedy festival? We're, we're not still, done. We're still oh. we're, no, this yeah. is, this is get, we're part of a, that. We're doing a little side, a side uh, interlude. I feel like this is all, this is all part and parcel of the comedy <laughs> fest because you at the helm of this comedy festival, to me, what I just appreciate about you and what everyone saw so clearly is your commitment to comedy <laughs> is that you, and you did that even last year with the Sia lip sync, you know, and that's what I so like, to set up the, so many set up the stage appreciate you. this year at the Collaboration LA Showcase we did have our second annual lip sync battle for Jenny to defend her title Jenny <laughs> defend her title against some very fierce competition very fierce our it could have gone either way her chief rival in the favorite guest spot on the Collabcast like came at her strong Shaw Mira came with a very intense <laughs> DDR lip, lip sync battle lip sync battle act. number yeah there's but, three of us highly yeah. choreographed with props. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The arrows were on point. And oh, then yeah. Jenny comes <laughs> out with her Drake beard and her Drake <laughs> My shirt. outfits. Yeah. Everyone who saw you backstage was like, what? And they're like, this is going to be good. <laughs> and just destroyed. So that video is coming out soon. Definitely check it out when it comes out. Oh, I do have video that yeah. uh, Phil you Angry Asian Man <laughs> shot. And he, and he said, he's like, not going to lie, I showed up because I wanted to see you do this lip sync. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he shot really awesome. good video. It was so, okay. so good. Reeling back to Comedy Comedy Festival, um, also features a bunch of really great Asian American stand-up comedians as well. Yeah. And just emblematic of how far we've come in terms of how hard we do comedy now, yeah. right? Like the jokes have, you know, become much more like, I feel like people are committing much more to. That's what I was know, saying with her lip sync yeah. performance. That's my, that's my tie in my heart, in uh-huh. my soul, is that that is what we've, and that's the journey we've been on and are continuing to go on with creative you can't hold back. You cannot, you can't go 90% of the way there. Do you Just tell saying? people, I took off my clothes. You took off your clothes. <laughs> that's what, you took off your clothes that's last what you year. mean by commitment. And, but it's um, not, it's that and it's like the fire and you, you dance and you just like, you're not, you're not there like second guessing yourself. You're not up there like, oh, oh I look, commit. I look stupid or anything or I feel silly. It was no, it's just like, I'm fucking Drake. <laughs> I'm going to cry right now. Like, oh, thank you. So and I, I had fun same. doing it. Yeah. Anyway, it took, it took, took effort not gonna lie it yeah. took effort to prep an act and costuming and makeup and, and yeah. that's comedy and rehearse it's comedy yeah. it takes so much work and creativity so I, I i have so much faith in the comedy festival because i think that energy and that's what's being infused thank throughout you. right thank you and, and you're showcasing you're showcasing so many different forms of comedy and you, know, you got a musical comedy night yeah we have musical comedy night that's opening night thursday august yeah. 25th it features a bunch of the stars the filipino family basically from crazy ex-girlfriend yes. and cw <laughs> right um um, and then we have uh, Friday night. We're featuring two amazing shows. One is Mortified in the beautiful Big Aratani Theater. Yeah, it's uh, basically people, Asian Americans, show, uh, sharing the memoirs and artifacts from their childhood that will completely embarrass them. Imagine going back in time and reading your old like middle school zangas. Yeah, oh, right? which is exactly what I did which this have, last weekend. Which have been since destroyed on my end. So yeah, so that's <laughs> no, archived, Friday night. Archived, mortified, no, no, destroyed. There will be a live staged reading of one of the pieces where Danny Pudi from Community will be acting. And I won't tell you what it is. I won't tell you what it is, but Naomi co-wrote it, and it's going to be awesome. (laughs) Um, And then after that, we're going to feature Paul P.K. Kim, one of the co-founders of Collaboration. The The founder. founder. The founder, my bad. Um, We just wanted to feature him because we wanted to just kind of give homage to the fact that he's like an OG L.A. Asian-American comedian, you know, stand-up comic. And so he is going to do a longer set Friday night, late show. Uh, it's called Hella Comedy because in addition to him, we're actually featuring a bunch of our favorite Bay Area comedians. Right. Friday All my night. loves and 
This one's sponsored by Collab. Oh, partner. Yes, sponsored. Collaboration. I love that the Hella Bay Show yeah. is, collo- is sponsored by Collaboration LA. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we're, we're bringing fe- people together. See? <laughs> and, we'll, and we're going to feature uh, uh, Jackie Chow as one of the rappers who competed in Collab LA, just yeah. as a way to sort of tie it all in and just be like, look, we just wanted to shout it out. Yeah. I won't give you the rest of the rundown because it's it's a lot more shows. It's a lot of stand-up. Go to ComedyComedyFest.com. Yeah, yeah, check out the schedule on ComedyComedyFest.com. Com- um, something that I really love that you guys are doing again is your your newbie series. I know. Your so cherry, cherry last poppins. year we had a Cherry Poppins show that was a hit. Yeah, it was. Um, that was hilarious. Asian, interesting Asian Americans who are accomplished in other aspects of their lives that we convinced to try to do stand up comedy for for the first time ever. Uh, Dan Matthews from ISA TV, rapper Dan, aka Dan, pew pew pew. He <laughs> um, he did it, and yeah. he's actually hosting one of our variety shows this year. This year we're splitting up the newbies to be a part of these variety shows. Nice. So it's with veteran stand ups as well as improvisers. Yeah, you gotta. Just to shake it up. Shake it up a little yes. bit. Yes. But yeah, we, and, and this year we actually did uh, sessions in my house where we coached them. Nice. nice. So this was a part of the process. And to me, it's um, really important. Like we could have booked, there's so many amazing Asian American comics. We could have taken that time to book all more of them. But to me, it's so important that we feature newbies because we really believe in the entire pipeline of artistic development that needs to happen. Yes. You know, right. and whether or not any of these people decide that they're going to become stand-up comedians, we think it, sort of sharing the enthusiasm for stand-up comedy as a craft is a beautiful thing, you know? And so we think that they'll be good ambassadors of that even after this. This is what I love about Jenny. Like, So people, if people haven't listened before, Jenny also runs a monthly storytelling um, yeah. uh, event show, show uh-huh. called uh, Family Reunion. Yep. It takes place in Highland, not Highland Park. No, uh, we, Silver it, it Lake. Now, yeah, yeah, it now yeah, stay, is in Lyric Hyperion in Silver Hyperion. Lake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically she... It's the same thing. She brings together people. A lot of people who've never done stories before. Yeah. Runs them through a quick uh, trading a session. Co- yeah, we do a coaching session on the phone. And then puts them on stage and they tell these really, really beautiful, detailed hilarious, stories. Heartbreaking. Sometimes hilarious. Something like, you know, Minji's made us all cry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, other people's make us laugh. Like, yeah. No, yeah. thank you. Thank you. I, I, I feel like, um, you, know, uh, you know, people often wonder, like, how do you get people to come to your shows or like a lot of stand-up there's a lot of stand-up comedy you know mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like a lot of free shows and i always get asked by other comics which is like oh like how does that happen and there's just so much work it's so <laughs> much work you know you all know that mm-hmm. um and and um but it's worth it when people show up yeah. yeah yeah i mean when you go into it with with the community mindset of like this is gonna be so great for everyone who shows up and it's gonna be great for like everyone who is a part of it. Yeah. Like you, you feel good at the end. I think that's why we, we do end up, you know, at the end of the show is all we want to do is sleep, but then we go out to the after party to celebrate. Yeah. And you know, it's, I never want to sleep after a show. I'm like, let's do high. another oh, one. I know. Let's do You're 10. So bad. Well, I think that's what, this is a good point just because, you know, I come, I came from community work and politics mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have said that I was a business person at all, but I have to say that, you know, coming from that background, for me, the way that I think about what I do is how do I always add value? How do I always bring value or bring or serve? How do I serve, right? And so for me, when I think about how do I serve, that's when I'll always feel confident that maybe someone will actually be there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. rather than think of it as like, oh, as from a business, sta- a, a traditional business standpoint. for this. And yeah, yeah, I think for me, that's been really helpful because I think what makes people afraid about doing, taking a risk or t- doing, starting a business is probably they're just like, oh, it feels like it's self-promotion or it feels like this. For right. me, I'm very comfortable self-promoting, but I know that that's also connected with a greater mission that I want you, to serve. You know that you're providing I'm, value I'm and those yeah. are affirmations. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the, the thing that high that we're talking about is that, that like innate conviction that you feel yeah. when you've had someone show up and you see them laugh and you yeah. see them applaud or you see them moved in some way totally. that you're like, yeah, I just added value to that person's life. And for me, like having been part of that, cause it's fun like for us to be on the production side and it's dope. Like for example, when you're like, when people were screaming their heads off for you, I took so much joy in that <laughs> because like I helped make that happen. You did. And yeah. like, that's my little teensy bit of like joy and pride. I can take in that. I'm like, Oh my God, that this 
like moment of energy and just yeah everyone freaking having the time of their lives would not have happened if we didn't all work together to make it happen that's totally. a great feeling and then for me like having been part of your storytelling for me like to be uh, able to contribute my own my own personal yeah. stuff yeah and then like to move people or to, for myself to have the therapy <laughs> to then yeah. share that you yeah. know all of that means a lot to me so I feel like there's all these different ways that it does definitely add value. Yeah. And people have always argued, especially now, because everything's so like quantifiable. Yes. So it's like, oh, you had 50 people come out. I don't, I get how people now be like, oh, you only, that's, that's cute. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those 50 people who, you don't know how their lives change from that. I'm that kind of person where I'm sure. like, I, mean, I don't care if one came. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, you know, of course, there's there's reality of expenses that need to yes. be paid. Yeah. So, yes, which yes, is yes. why you should buy a ticket to the Comedy Comedy Fest. Yeah. Com. Hey, which is why it's important to support your local arts yeah. scene. Support here's, your. Here's my you know? pitch. You know, when yeah. you're like, make the case. Um, do we want Matt Damon to be saving the Great Wall of China every year? <laughs> do you want Scarlett Johansson to be playing a Japanese anime character? No. You have to show up like as Asian American as a market as a marketing as a market segment. If we're going to be crafty about it we have to come together and we have to like put our money where our mouth is mm -hmm. vote with our feet show up to shows buy tickets otherwise no one is going to take us seriously yeah we're, right. we're we are so all of these all of these big corporations are creaming their pants at trying to get asian american dollars consumer Hell dollars yeah. because yeah. in the aggregate we look great right it's like millions of dollars will be spent but in reality they don't know Okay, how to deal with us? They think we're splintered. They don't see us as a unified whole. And right. so for us, we need to organize ourselves as an audience. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Totally. And yeah. you know, not only because of that, but also because it also means that you are uh, providing support and energy and stage time for Asian American artists who are on exactly. their path. Exactly. Right. That's what I was going to say. It was like you're, you're you're it's damn hard enough as it is who and wherever you are as an as a as an aspiring progressing artist on your right. way. Yes. And if you have nobody there to help make you feel like what you're doing is worth it in some shape or form. Yeah. If you ain't getting it from your parents or from yeah. your friends who are laughing at you cuz they think that you're crazy and totally. like why would you give up your accounting job or whatever? Yeah. You need people like that that value is you cannot quantify that because you don't know if you're giving somebody their last like sh like shred of hope honestly to like keep going yeah. and that that shit is hard right totally. so i say yeah put your money where your mouth is and it will be fun for you i guarantee oh yeah that. of course yeah. this is fun. not like we're like hey come get a root canal <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's the yeah. that's the that thing that bugs me. See some dope ass skit. comedians and improvisers like doing laugh. their thing, and maybe trained. Get, mind you, I'm sure like you know like no some bread. people came out of come out of these things thinking like maybe I can be yeah like Why let's not? take an improv class let's totally. do it you know. Oh no! I forced. Remember last year, I forced our whole all our volunteers who didn't have a session at that time. I was like, "Y'all go take the improv class now," Good. and I love and I totally abused my power. And Good. I was like, "You have to," and they all loved it. Aww. They're like, "I want to take improv." That's awesome. So I was like, "Yeah, yeah. it's fun. It make you better yeah. professional too." I make it does every it does. angle. And you might be surprised how many funny Asians there are in improv troops and oh, yeah. like stand-up comedians in LA I, alone. Like We this are is, here. Yeah. We are here. There's seriously so many people that I've had on collab staff that I want them to do comedy. They're freaking hilarious. Like yeah. the things that come out of their mouth but then as soon as you put them in performance mode they shut down. Yeah, like, well why? that's why they need to be You're encouraged so and you know that's what that is. Yeah. No, the there's level of wit. There's so there's <laughs> so much there's so much untapped talent in our communities. It's just it's it's mind boggling. We just don't see it, you know. And and we wouldn't we, we won't gonna see it. Yeah, we're gonna see it. It's we're part of a movement here. We yeah. just need a good hashtag. If you all have a good hashtag, <laughs> collabcast world. We need a name for this. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, because hashtag something something very um, unique too. Because a lot of hashtags get co opted sometimes. Yes. Or they they if you've thought about it in like ten seconds, someone else probably already yeah. also true thought that, about it. That. So. I love I love black excellence, mm. <laughs> but but that's taken. I don't think that applies. To you. I don't think that works. You should for talk us. to Will because Will clearly is very keen on like title making and, and names. And yeah, hashtag is hard. It it is. Is. Naming stuff is hard. I'm really bad at naming stuff, and which is weird because I got put in charge of naming our panels for. The you, Empower you got conference. in charge of <laughs> describing our panels, which lead to the naming. It's a it process. Helps. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. Yes. 
No, but I have certain friends where I'm like, can you caption and hashtag all of my photos? Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> it's a specific so skill. Yeah. Someone should uh, create a consult, like naming consultant or something. I swear. It's, uh, yeah. You know what? It'll there be are a thing. branding and naming consultants. Yes. Well, I just want to thank collaboration. Y'all have been always so supportive of me and my projects and, and to the point where you, you've all been sort of like on, on board as partners, you know? And so thank you so much always. Cause you're, you're, y'all are a big part of the, the comedy festival. Oh, love. Of course. And you yeah. know, as collaboration, we're just so excited to see people creating stuff, yeah. like telling stories and just pursuing their passion. I mean, that's what we're all about. Just. Oh, let's not forget. There's going to be a podcast recording lounge at the comedy oh, yeah. festival. That's all Marvin. What's yeah. That so Mar- Marvin took the lead on this. We're like, you know what? We have an extra space at the, you know, at the venue. Let's just have a green room. And on the side, let's do a tiny, you know, podcasting lounge where we could introduce some of our, you know, favorite yeah. Asian American podcasts <laughs> just to, just to record on site. I mean, you know, we're going to have like four to six chairs, folding chairs in front of them. We're going to have set up like a temporary, uh, you know, sound dampening baffles and yeah. that's it. Just, to, let's just see, let's just get everyone together. Yeah, There's going to be five, um, Asian American podcast programs, um, recording live at the common County festival. Uh, us, we're going to be live. On Saturday. On Saturday. Um, it's going to be F This Weekly with Paul Amardo. Uh, Good Muslim, Bad Muslim with Taz and Zara. Zara, Zara. Narbox, yeah. yeah. And uh, Yo Is This Racist with Andrew T. We can That's ask right. him whether or not the Snapchat filter was racist. I think yeah. he, he can struggle with that, whether or not that was racist or not. And Saturday School, the new um, pop culture history podcast with our friends Ada Singh and Brian Hu. Yeah, so that's Saturday. Yeah. So if you get a ticket to any of the one o'clock to seven thirty p.m. shows on Saturday, you could you could just roll right over to the podcast lounge and just kind of sit and, and, and watch them and <laughs> lurk. Come, come see this thing live. You can see all of Minji's facial expressions. Oh my and gosh, my flailing about. And I know she's gotten better at keeping mic discipline though, like being on the mic. I would hope by episode 81, I have (laughs) harnessed that skill. And congrats to you all because, you know, it is, for for real though, I I just recently read an article that was more about labor and work and sort of technology and business, but like, it's like, they're trying to argue that it's about maintenance, not innovation, because actually great things come from maintenance. Meaning if you're grinding, that that shit's gonna happen. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And I, agree. I think and, and I think that's what most people have a misconception about. And so for you to have gone 81 episodes means that you're doing the work. And it's I completely applaud it. Did you know before I, I, I went into comedy and, and committed, I actually did a podcast that was basically about Asian Americans and creative life. I it was called it was the, creative the, life the Creative po- Life podcast. Yeah. I, I did not know this. I subscribed I interv- to this podcast. I interviewed <laughs> a bunch of different people. Yeah, this was a part of my transition into committing to entertainment. And so I produced it by myself. It was just me and one other person. But for you all to sustain it, kudos to you, you know, because I know how hard it takes, you know, how much time it, it helps takes. helps to have a co-host that can just take over and talk for me. Right, but also produce, likewise, but you know, producing is its own it's its own beast. So, yeah. so I love yeah. that you know, and, and that you've extended your leadership into creating this uh, podcast collective called the Potluck Podcast yeah. Collective with other Asian American I'm podcasters. So and so, and so, it just it was just a natural fit to be like Marvin. Can you help hook us up with programming a podcast recording lounge? You know, yeah, yeah. because this is to me this is all the, about the, the 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 stratosphere of of Asian Americans in entertainment and media. This is what it's about, you know? Totally agree. It's all part of the master plan next year. The podcast launch takes over the comedy <laughs> festival. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> That's really why people Next year's the Comedy Comedy Podcast Festival. It's funny that you say that though because in the process of like us doing all of our events and we've been part of collaboration for seven years and just seeing like how, who we can partner with and how that's evolved, it has definitely changed and there yeah. are new groups that have sprouted and new festivals like yours that have come out, which is awesome. But then there's so many that you, re- like I realized and it made me a little bit sad because there are groups that I love that are no longer totally there to kind of also be another platform to share. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's why I, I, give, I give all the props to Marvin because he was the one who kept it persistent and, and he's, he's dealt with a lot of feedback and like that is not easy when you love something so much yeah. and you want it to be good. And you realize like, oh, I have to develop and I have to and Grow. for me too to hear the feedback or like, you can't just show up and talk. You actually have to research and prepare. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been really it's been a very big growth process. Speaking of glad. growing as a host, uh, we gotta we gotta wrap this thing up. Yeah, okay. We're about an hour in and I promised myself to be a better cutting people offer 
There it when is. When things run long. So thank you so much, Jenny, for coming back again. Thank you for having extending me. Extending your lead as favorite guest. In your face, rest of you, <laughs> your guests. Um, if people want to see more of your stuff, uh, where can they go? Also, check out the Comedy Comedy Festival at ComedyComedyFest.com for tickets and information. Yeah. yeah. For me, if you want to follow me and chat with me about what we talked about today, go to uh, JennyYang.tv. That's my website. And then my handle, at JennyYangTV for Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat, TV Nation. Awesome. As always, if you want to reach us uh, with email, with feedback or questions or topic suggestions, you can email us at podcast at collaboration.org. And if you listen to us on iTunes, please leave us a um, rating and review. It really helps us feel better about ourselves. Five stars. And it does help our, you know, our, our rankings in the, the iTunes system. Uh, thanks again to Alpha for use of her song, Bare Feet, for this month's intro and outro. And yeah. That's it for Collabcast episode 81. 81, 1, 1, 1. <laughs> Seven more it's until our most auspicious soon. of episodes. Seriously, I, I have a very good feeling about these. These are going to get even better. You should do something special for 88. I, I know. know that's yeah. what I was thinking. We're gonna wear all Make red. it rain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be awesome. Um, for Marvin, Minji, and Jenny, thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye.